a disclaimer. Viewer discretion is advised because it's a very graphic. Beware, that's fucking gross. Very crazy story. Hey, hooligans. Welcome back to our podcast. What the fuck is it called? <laughs> Hooliganry. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> fuck. I'm not. I'm Elliot. And today we're talking about cults. But. What? Okay, no, that was our original plan. Now what? it's like one specific cult. A cult. Yeah, we were going to have more, but then Elliot went on a full six-page research essay, <laughs> <laughs> footnoted bibliography, fucking well, title page. Well, I started page. researching the cult, but then a bunch of stuff was, like, popping up about, like, the guy and, like, how he grew up and all that, and it was, like, so... Everything just needed so to fucked. be in. I, okay. It, like, it like made a context, you know what I mean? Right. You start to get a feel for the guy, and it's you're like, obviously now. he started a cult, you know what I mean? Fun, Okay. Originally, I wanted to do the uh, People's Town cult. Mm-hmm. People's Town. Is that the Kool-Aid one? The People's Temple, which is the Serene. Jonestown Massacre. Oh, the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid. Yeah, but? Because. Because. Oh, I'm getting to the butt. Okay. I realized in talking with my friends that Most not a lot don't of people know don't know about it. Even my mom didn't know about it. I was That's like, whack, oh, mom. you know the People's Temple, right? And she's like, what? And I was like, the Jonestown Massacre. And she was like, what? And I was like, huh, huh. the drinking the Kool-Aid? And she's like, oh, I think I remember that. Mm. She's like, I might have seen a movie about that. Yeah, because it, like, it was memeing after. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man. My second one was the Ant Hill Kids, and I started doing research on it. That sounds kind of epic. Yo, you are absolutely <laughs> not ready. Well, I started doing research on this one because it is Canadian. Whoa. And it happened just up the road. Not literally. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Wittenberg? <laughs> no, 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 no. But it was in Ontario. Oh. Yeah. Our antagonist. Position. Antagonist. The bad guy? Rock Terrio. What? Is he Quebecois? Yep. He's from La Saguenay. To Yacinthe <laughs> and Pierrette. Oh my god. None of, none of their kids studied past grade 7 because the town that they were in ended at, like... I literally wrote, none of the kids... None of the kids studied past grade 7 BC because that where the town school ended. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, hey, this is fine, I guess. Can you dumb that down for so me a little bit? <laughs> So the town school didn't have any grades past, past seven. Okay. So all the kids just stopped going yeah, to school at like, seven because well, that's where it ended. What, what you going to do? do? <laughs> what, what you going to do? do? Exactly, literally. Um, Tejo grew up in a very religious household, and then he grew to hate... Hello? He grew to hate Catholicism and any organized religion in general. They usually do. Which is interesting because then he had a cult, which is... Pretty organized. Mm. Um, so then in November 1967, he married Francine Grenier. Francine, there's another one. And they moved to Montreal. With her, they had two sons, Roxelvain. <laughs> <laughs> we will revisit him later. Mm. Um, and Francois. So then he got some ulcers and had to get them surgically removed. And then later developed complications from the surgery. So he had like st- stomach pains basically for the rest of his life. Um, after this, he became really obsessed with medicine and anatomy, though. Hmm. So, no bueno. 
and Ooh. you will see later oh, why. Boy. Okay, so there was some moving around, right? Marial, whatever. So then he moved his family back to Thetford Mines. He started being interested in sex and sexuality, oh, and also started drinking a lot. So then he started using wood sculpture as an excuse to go to Quebec City and engage in private rendezvous with women. So he's married. He has two sons. He's selling wood wood things. And his wood. This whole scheme is how he met this woman, Giselle. So this was going on for a while. And then after a while, Hassan was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And left the hook. Wow. And then Rock was like, what a power move. <laughs> Yo. And I literally wrote, and Rock was like, I, whatever, I'm gonna just shack up with Giselle. Unfazed. <laughs> he was absolutely unfazed that his wife left him and took his kids. And the kids. He was like, this what Giselle a girl, though. Shitty dude. Oh, you have no idea. This is why I have six pages worth. Right, like, it is okay, absolutely okay. True, nuts. true. Around this time is when he discovered the Seventh day Adventist church. So the Seventh-day Adventist church is derived from the Protestant church. And then in parentheses it says, From their biblical study, the Adventists came to believe that at the second coming, Christ will separate the saints from the wicked and inaugurate his millennial kingdom. So that's what the church, like, you know, do your own thing. You're not hurting anybody? Hmm. Cool. Okay. Do your own thing. That's chill? Yeah. I'm down. He became their most devout follower and began adhering to the set nutritional restrictions. So, okay, you're really rocking the religion. Up till now, we're still good. Yeah, live your truth. However, the enthusiasm started to become unsettling. Um, sorry, what is happening? Did you just fart? Oh, <laughs> it's my phone. I hated that. His enthusiasm of the new church um, started to become unsettling for the other members. He had start. He started to become fascinated with the Old Testament, particularly the strict codes of masculinity, and he also started. He was gay, <laughs> hands down. And he also be became fascinated with uh, the apocalypse, with its <laughs> message of violent retribution for sin. That has so school shooter vibes. That's concerning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so because of his devoutness. Devoutness, though, he started to gain some responsibility in the church. So he started, like, selling literature door-to-door, and he started holding workshops on how to quit smoking. And then he started to, like, gather a little, to gather a little following. So in 1977, he and his followers go on this Adventist retreat in the woods of Muskoka. And oh, at yeah. one point, he goes for a walk in the wilderness, and he says he had a vision. A vision quest. Yeah. He says the sky lit up with the white radiance and the voice of God told him that where he was was a holy place. Yeah, he so was he deaf was... on shrooms. Yeah, okay. So then, and moves everyone from Thetforth to St. Marie. And he starts making everyone wear uniforms. <laughs> oh no, that's how it starts. <laughs> yep, it was an ankle length pullover tunic, green for the women and beige for the men. And Rock was wearing a dark brown robe. Sleek. So now you're already starting to, like, categorize people, you know what I mean? Yep. Giselle, remember the girl from QC that he shacked up with after his wife left? Right. They're still together. Oh, okay. Okay. Love story. Um, Uh, Not long after, Giselle and Rod get married, and then all the girls are, like, fawning over Thériot, a charismatic 
guy, I guess. Descosteng, but anyways. They usually are, actually. Yeah. That's how people yeah. call them. They're like, oh, he's so nice. But then... So she kind of got jealous, and she basically asked Huck to marry her. <laughs> and he was like, I... And, but then things were still, like, super sus within... So the people around them were like, this is kind of looking weird. So, um... The Adventists, remember, they're still a part of the church. The, the Seventh-day Adventist church. Yeah. So that leader guy, Pierre Zita. <laughs> Mr. Zita. Yeah. He tried to convince Giselle to leave Rock and even contacted uh, the parents of some of the girls of the group to be like, hey, this is some suspicious activity. Don't know if you guys want to get involved. All move into, like, a place in a town, open up a clinic... They're, like, running this clinic and living together, but then, like, I literally wrote one example of this fuckery. Um, a woman had cancer and was admitted to a hospital in QC. Meanwhile, her husband fell in with Thierry's shenanigans, I wrote, <laughs> and convinced him to check his wife out of the hospital, bring her to his clinic, and Thierry's treatment for leukemia, this woman had cancer, she had leukemia, grape juice and organic foods. <laughs> this poor lady died... Damn. Not long after, because That's he's tragic. not a doctor. Yeah. Like, I don't know who, who he's trying to kid. So a lot of shit like that was going down, you know what I mean? In April 1978, Thériot got kicked out of the church. Hmm. Pierre Zita was like, we're done. Um, but, once again, he did not give a shit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> In fact, his next move was that he's going to start marrying his followers on with each other. Because so they he's can, a cult leader now. So they can, like, procreate. Nope, just because he likes power. He's just power so hungry. So for no reason, they're just going to get married? Yeah. He said, you and you are going to get married. So obviously it was not a legal marriage. Mm. In the eye of the law, it's right. nothing. It was a cult marriage. It was a cult marriage. And during his whole, like, spiel, during the, like, wedding, it was all about how, like, women need to be submissive to their men. Ugh. So cringe stand-up guy later Giselle got pregnant and she was feeling like a little rejected by Thériot because you know all the ladies are giving him attention she said you either break up the commune and encourage your followers to find new homes or I'm going back to live with my dad hmm. his reply smash her in the mouth and forbade her to leave the, leave the room for two days crazy that one person's mind can immediately so go to violence like that hmm. and like there are a lot of stories, like, um, I mean, there's so many cults and there's so many serial killers and true crime things that, like, that's literally what it is, is these people's minds just going, yeah, just... I don't like that, I'm gonna hurt you. So then in June of 1978, their clinic that they had, because yeah. they have a clinic, uh, wasn't doing so hot. Mm. Uh, so they dipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they ended up in the wilderness of the Gaspé Peninsula, where Thériot started talking about his vision for the future. Hmm. Mm-hmm. From his true vision quest. Oh, yeah. So Thériot told the group um, that the world would end on February 17th, 1979. Yo, there's so many cults where they're like, the world's gonna end this day. Oh, that those are doomsday cults. Mm. Okay, that's funny. And on February 17th, 1979, amid a storm of boulder-sized hail... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> earthquakes... All right. So imagine that scene for me. Yeah. (laughs) Fake. They, the commune, would become God's chosen, but only if they made the righteous life. 
Which is Tedio, what? of course, would be their guide. Oh, God. <laughs> Later that month, they set up camp on a hill next to Lac Sec, where the fall. Fo- <laughs> yep, real place. Where the followers would spend 17 hours a day building the large communal cabin. Mm. It's basically a commune. But no, like, it is. No, I know. But it's like, how do you know the difference between a normal commune and a cult? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a question you have to ask yourself. Yeah, really. A few people left at this point. Because they were like, Yeah, what? like, what's going on? Um, and Terrio didn't stop them. He just told his remaining followers that they were evil in the eye of God. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Really, See ya. Literally could. Around this time, though, Terrio started renaming everyone in the commune. Because they didn't like the old names. And he gave them Old Testament names. Oh my god. Renaming himself Moise. Yo, watch out for people who have a god complex. Yeah, word. In October, one of the women in the commune told Giselle, who was six months prego. The spawn of Satan. Word. <laughs> Um, that she and Terrio had had sexual intercourse. This really hurt Giselle, obviously, and she ran away. But Terrio pulled her back and basically choked her until she said she would come back. Whoa. After this incident, he declared all marriages annulled. Because remember, he married everybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Then he said, no, screw that. Oh, my God, he's just playing, like, dollhouse with everyone. Yeah, and then he's like, now all the women are going to marry me. Ew. Yeah. Start marrying everyone to themselves. Right, okay, so when the Jonestown Massacre, remember that? Yep. So when that happened, all hell broke loose. Because doomsday cults (laughs) became like a mainstream concern. Everybody was like, oh my god, are people in cults going to die? Police even wanted to take Terrio into custody, but didn't have any evidence of him being a danger to himself or to those around him, so they couldn't do anything. However, Terrio went willingly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was like, so, he underwent a psych evaluation, and they concluded that he was a kook, but couldn't prove that he was a dangerous kook. Damn. So they let him go. Terrio started to abandon the Adventist diet, started eating meat and junk food again, and, living it lo up. and behold, started drinking again, mm. after two years of sobriety. He also started prostituting one of the girls to a local grocer for milk and cheese and meat. What the fuck? Yeah. He also started giving insanely long and drunken sermons. And if people fell asleep, he would smack their heads with a four-inch club. An orange club? Four-inch club. Oh. (laughs) An orange club. It can be whatever color you want it to be. One lady, Marise, she comes up. A a bad bitch? She started talking about leaving. So Thériault instructed Jacques, who was legally... Um, her husband, to cut off one of her toes Ew. with an axe as a punishment. That's when cool. Jacques was hesitant, because he was like, bro, that's my wife, bro. Um, Thériault started to taunt him by saying things like, oh, if you want to be a man, you have to learn how to teach your woman a lesson. Ew, I hate that. Yeah, hate that. And then he threatened to chop off all of Marie's toeses. Toeses. After like, why this, are people crazy? Yo. So, February 17th, 1979 came and went, <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So Terrio's explanation was that time works differently for God than it does for us mere mortals. And I mean, that, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that communication and exact dates and messages from God is, like, tough shit. Uh-huh. 
minutes. <laughs> so the world could end any day. Oh and God. everyone in the commune was like, oh, yeah, yeah. weird. I mean, yeah. <laughs> totally. So then in the late 80s, a new guy, Guy Vader. <laughs> <laughs> a new guy, Guy. So he joined, but he was deemed <laughs> mentally unstable by Thériault. Takes one and no one. <laughs> <laughs> and thus was only fit to look after the animals. The people? Which were the children that were not Thériault's biological children. <gasps> oh my so, god. Like, the parents that came in with their kids. They're or if animals. other commune like followers had kids. Yeah. Those kids were considered <sighs> animals because they weren't Rex kids. Whoa. Yeah. One night, Thériault organized a party. Because his two sons from his marriage with Francine, they were coming to live uh, with him in the commune. So there are two accounts of what happened that night. The official, in quotations, version, the one told the court, and is that one of the is that one of the babies in Veer's care? So one of the the animal. <laughs> yes. Just going by the story. <laughs> was crying all night. And Veer lost his temper and started screaming to the child to be quiet. He then picked up the child by the throat oh and decked him in the face five to six times. <gasps> Holy shit. The next day, Thériault found out what had happened and he gave the kid to the group nurse and allegedly his head was flopping around <gasps> on his neck oh. and his penis was all swollen up. Oh, what the fuck? So, Thériault took a pair of scissors, <gasps> oh. sterilized it, and pierced the baby's penis to let out the urine. Bro. The next morning, the child was dead. Bro. The second version of that night, Giselle. She says, the morning after the party, the child's face was all bruised, but nothing else was wrong with him. So sure, Guy Veer probably ducked him in the face, right? Nothing else was wrong. However, Thériault decided that the kid needed a circumcision. Ugh. He used the 94% ethanol solution to do more than sterilizing the razor. He also poured some into a rubber bulb, which he squeezed into the baby's mouth for use as an anesthetic. And they say this may have been enough to cause the baby's death by alcohol poisoning. Yo, that's fucked so up. So that's what Giselle says happened. Tavio was sentenced to two years in prison and three years probation. If you mm. thought it was over, you thought wrong. Because <laughs> we're just at the beginning. <laughs> Thériault was released in 1984 and basically brought everyone back out to the bush and started his shit all over again. This time in Burnt River, Ontario. Oh, God. Hitting a little close to home. A little close. So Thériault established a new hierarchy for the group, assigning each of his wives different responsibilities. The lowest of them all was Marie's Grenier. That was Jacques' wife. Mm. Um, Thériault forbade Jacques and Marie's from sleeping together and encouraged Jacques to beat her if she talked back to him or to Thériault. He would also organize uh, no-holds-bared nude wrestling matches. Oh my god, what? Between the women. And he would put a man in the middle of a circle and tell the women to hit and kick him. What? Sometimes he would join in the matches, but then the rules would change. If you scored a hit on him, it would come out of your food ration. That's sketch. January, January 26, 1985... Somewhere shortly after 9 a.m., one of the girls, Gabrielle, put her five-month-old baby, Roxanne's, in a wheelbarrow. Oh, God. It was snowing, and the temperature was minus 10 degrees. 
By 10.45 a.m., the baby was dead. Terio had hated the child and said it bore the mark of the devil. Oh, my God. He had often beaten it. Gabrielle thought that this would be an act of mercy for the infant. So she purposefully killed her baby so that it wouldn't have to be subjected to Terio's wrath, I guess. Isn't that so sad? Finally, Marie's was able to leave. So her girl, Marie's. Why couldn't she before? Because he was beating people to stay. Oh. Like so then he just stopped? He, like, he let her leave. He's like, okay, oh. you can go. Um, but she could only leave with two of her remaining three kids. So remember, oh. her two-year-old baby died. And she had, a, she had her oldest daughter who was hit in puberty. And he wanted her to stay behind because she was going to be his next wife. Ew. So he said, you can take your two other kids and go, but leave your daughter. After Marie's left, though, she was like, hell no, I want my daughter back. So she started a legal battle, which meant that she had to reveal everything that went down in the cult. Terio separated the children of the compound into two groups, his own chosen children who enjoyed a privileged position in the commune, and those who were not his own children, all of whom were regarded as animals and slaves. He would also nail children to trees by their clothes. <gasps> The children had who thinks chores. of this shit? Yo, who, who thinks of this shit? The children had chores around the commune, such as hand-washing the adult women's sanitary napkins. They were deprived of sleep, of food, and of hygiene. The children were also deprived of education, except Ruck's own brands of religious education and sex education. Oh my god. This is where it gets really crazy, but I'm not going to get into it because you asked me not to. It's <laughs> but I'm pervy. just going to say group sex, molestation, and rape. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's so sad. One day he began... Began. <laughs> one day he became enraged at one of the followers, Claude Wallet, uh, for some reason no one remembers and ordered him to walk around with an elastic band wrapped tightly around his scrotum. Claude kept it on overnight, which caused irreparable damage to his testicles, which, of course, prompted Terrio to operate. Graphic warning. If you guys don't like Okay, wait, he ahead. just cut his balls off? Well, hold on. If you don't like gory <clears throat> shit, skip ahead. So he used a razor blade to cut open Claude's scrotum, and plucked out an infected testicle with his fingers, then cauterized the, room, the, the wound with a hot piece of iron. Then he held a vote to determine whether Claude should be stoned to death for offending God. When that motion was defeated, Ruck took up an, a torch, a fire torch, and threatened to open Claude's stomach. Claude managed to escape into the woods, where he stayed until Thériot was sober once again. Now we're done with the gory shit. Okay. For now. It's gonna come back. Yeah. And that was a thing that they did often, all of the communes. Um, they would run into the woods. One night in nineteen in February nineteen eighty seven, uh Thériot threw a hunting knife at Giselle, creating a wound three inches deep in her thigh, which immediately began gush oh yeah, another warning. <laughs> which immediately began bu- gushing blood. Thériot's response was to fuck off and go get another beer. <laughs> And go to sleep. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh my god. When he woke up two hours later, there was a huge clot that formed on her leg, which had swollen, uh, and Terrio decided to operate. 
Oh my god, this guy. Yo, he made this cult just so he could, like... Remember when I said he started getting into people. medical yeah. and anatomy? Oh Here it is. Here it is. Here is a list of, of fucked up shit he did. Oh god. So we're just gonna bullet point. Oh god. Are you ready? He passed a torch over one girl's back until her skin bubbled. Mm. He also passed that torch over another woman's stomach uh, on the day she was giving birth for the first time. He had one of his wives break clothes. Claude really went through it. <laughs> Just let you yeah. know. He had one of his wives break clo- Claude's legs with a sledgehammer. He squeezed Gabrielle and Giselle's nipples with vice grips until they bled. Oh my god. So this poor guy went through he it. went through it. Oh my god. Kill myself. In the fall of 1988, Salange, another girl from the commune, uh, had begun to feel sick. So Thériot convinced her that there was something wrong with her liver and that there would have to be an operation. One afternoon, he got super drunk and decided tonight was the night. Oh, yeah. He cleared off the table and Salange got, Salange got undressed and lay down. Super warning here. <laughs> you guys have to listen to it, but skip ahead if you're so not into this. I mean, no one's into this, but... Huck roughly tied... Nope. Huck roughly tried to insert an anima tube into Salange's rectum. Oh! Skip. (laughs) (laughs) The anima fluid was a mixture of molasses, oil, and water. Then he inserted a tube down her throat and told everyone else to blow and suck on the tube. Ew, Why? I don't want to know. It's fine. Because he's crazy. Yeah. And Arak made a five-inch vertical incision on Salange's right side, below the ribs. He pulled out a strip of tissue and tore it off. Then he had someone else sew her up. And Salange got up and everyone went back to the cabin. Everything was chilling, I guess. Arak was like, okay, you can take a hot bath. And then she went back to bed. And then blood started coming out of her mouth and she died. Whoa. And Gisèle, Claude, Francine, and Marie's all managed to sneak away into the bush because they know drunk Huck equals not good times. I mean, Huck equals not good times ever, but drunk him, super not good times. Uh, unfortunately, Gabrielle did not. And Thériot all of a sudden remembered that Gabrielle had a stiff pinky and he told her to put her hand on the kitchen table so he could take a look at it. Instead. Instead of taking a look at it, though, he stabbed her hand with a hunting knife, pinning her to the table. Blood began to pour out of her hand, but Huck just went to get another beer. And then 45 minutes later, Thériot comes back. Uh. When he comes back, her whole arm is straight up blue. So his reaction is, huh, huh it's not looking so good, is it? It's time to have a fucking surgery. Yeah, no, he grabbed his, his carpet knife and began wilting away at her arm, halfway between her elbow and her shoulder. He wilted all the way to the bone, and then he was too drunk to finish. No. So he called over another girl to finish it for him. She cleared all the meat away until it was literally just her bone left. Imagine getting your arm cut off. And you're awake. Yeah. Uh, no anesthetics, uh, nothing. It's like the movie about that guy that got stuck between the rocks and he had oh, to cut his arm off. Oh my god, no, forget about it. Oh, okay. So then Aruk takes the knife out of her hand, gets her to put her arm up on the stump, grabs a dull meat cleaver, and w- goes to whack at her arm 
misses, misses the first time, but then the second time straight up amputates it. Just that's some crazy clean shit going off. on. They say that girl did not cry once. Whoa, she's probably so traumatized that she Holy just like shit. went through it numb. Dude, a couple of days later, Terio decided because he decides things that Gabrielle, the girl who got her friggin' arm cut off, her stump. Was gang... I cannot say this word. Gangrenous? You know, when it's all, like, infected and shit there? Okay. Okay. And use a pair of scissors to cut out the infection. So she ran into the bush and, I guess, passed out. So when she came back to her senses two days later, she found that there were insects that had laid eggs in her head wound. So Zhaoq used the torch to cut a piece off of a drive shaft... Off of one of an old junk car they had in the yard. And Aruk took this metal piece and heated it until it was red hot and pressed it against Gabrielle's stump. He was so drunk, he kept dropping it on Gabrielle's body before he finally finished. So then Gabrielle escaped. On August 16th, 1989, she made it to a hospital and concocted some story to explain the missing arm, but the police were like, nah. They filed a charge of like, aggravated assault against Aruk but when the police arrived on August 19th with a warrant for Huck's arrest, the compound was deserted. Whoa. They all dipped. They dipped. Yo, it took the police six weeks to find Thériault. Everyone pleaded guilty to all the charges laid against them relating to Gabriel's amputation. Huck netted 12 years. Later reduced to 10 years because of Rock's genuine remorse and concern for the victim. And Rock's lawyer made a deal that Rock Terrio would plead guilty to the charge of second degree murder if no further charges were brought against him. Rock Terrio was sentenced to life in prison. He was Good. eligible for parole in 1999. Francine, Chantal, Nicole, whose real names were Olga, Ruth, and Deborah. Because remember, he renamed everybody in the court. Oh my god. So those three girls remain loyal to Huck. What? Yeah. And the others have tried to adapt to a new life without him. His many children, somewhere over 20, are distributed amongst foster homes across the continent. So in 2008, some of Tejio's poems and artwork were went up for sale on an American website called murderauction.com that promotes killers as celebrities. One oh poem, my god. One poem written in French was titled... Le regret, c'est de ne plus jamais recommencer. <laughs> I can't believe that was Canadian. It happened in freaking Ontario. Freaking Ontario. Whoa. It's not a good... Re- I mean, technically, he was Québécois. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my only afterthought. I'm just so shook. That was fucked. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> like I just thought sh- of all the, like... Cutting and like, I know he did so much operating. So much shit. Well, well that's thanks all. Thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for traumatizing you. That's cool. I'll, I'm over it. We'll have to put like a stay glad. <laughs> try to stay glad after this, honestly. Try to. Don't join cults and then sorry. you'll. Don't start any cults. <laughs> mm. Don't be crazy. <laughs> Go, you're doing. You gotta be on beat. Go. Whoa! <laughs> There's too much.
pressure. Wonderful pears. I don't think you can. Whoa, bars. Okay, you ready? Finger and a hair. <laughs> hey, you're getting good at this. Eat that stupid bear. <laughs> okay, shut up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>